Everyone, please welcome Alexa to the podcast. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so honored to be on the podcast. Oh my gosh, no. When we like invented this podcast, that's the weirdest way to phrase it ever. When we started this podcast, (laughs) I wrote down a list of people that I wanted to have as guests and your name was one of the names I wrote down. Yeah. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to be on a podcast and this is like the best podcast setup ever. So I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know if it's the most professional, but it's the most fun. It's, it's like, real. I feel like it's very us and it's chill, real. laid back. Yeah. We have a good time. Not everything needs to be so perfect. It's it's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love authenticity. Anyways, yeah. just to give you guys a little background on Alexa, in case you don't know her, um, she is a Dallas-based content creator who recently landed a job at the wildly successful influencer marketing company, LTK, after graduating SMU in the spring. And Alexa has over 100,000 followers across all platforms and shares everything from like morning routines, her favorite outfits, daily vlogs, get ready with me videos. And Reeves and I have just loved following her like all throughout her college and post-grad journey. And we're just like super thrilled and grateful to get to interview you today. That was the nicest introduction ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, Wait, thanks. that was so fun to hear out loud to see like what people think about me from the outside. That was way too nice well you're welcome i was a journalism major for like a few months so was I. So. oh okay i was an actual journalism major for like the four full years but oh i should have been but because because i like love writing but i switched to business because i was peer pressured into it anyways learned good lessons there too but <laughs> amanda um, really is so good at journalism type stuff you're very well spoken i could see is. that oh my gosh thank you i'm still trying to work on the whole like thing oh, that's a common struggle i feel like I just said it. Yeah. I feel everyone has that same struggle. Yeah, I know. Except for grandmas. Like, this is true. My mom was also a journalism major. She worked in broadcast journalism. So she is overly well-spoken. So the like has never been her thing. Yeah. I I don't think I'll ever shake it, honestly. But I definitely won't be able to. It's okay. Amanda and I... Amanda sent me this TikTok recently. And they have like a... They have an editing thing where you can take out all the filler words it's cap cut oh on the they suck out the words in in your videos i'm pretty sure it's cap cut if you edit videos on the computer there is a function where you can remove all the filler words like it's a box that you click and it removes all the filler words from your video i don't really know exactly how it works because i tried to do it on a video but then i got impatient and it was taking a really long time so i just canceled it because i was like whatever (laughs) No, yeah, that, um, that would definitely take a lot. Yeah. Considering <laughs> how much I say that word or filler words in general. Yeah. So I think it was about my my laptop was going to combust by the amount of times. Cap it was, was like, like blowing up. <laughs> we didn't know it was going to be this bad. Like we didn't make this for this chick. Like she says like a little too many times. Too, too many times. Uh, okay. Anyway, so journalism major, you went to SMU. Do you want to tell everyone like where you're from? Give a little like backstory. Sure. We'll do a little roundup of my childhood. Okay. From Minneapolis, Minnesota, right outside of it. I loved growing up there. It was the sweetest place ever. And I definitely took it for granted. And upon reflection, I just love going back there and the people there and my family there. So that was a really fun experience growing up there. And it's just fun to visit. But I never thought that I would end up in the South. In fact, when I applied to colleges, I basically only applied to California schools. And my mom knew of SMU because of the journalism program. And she was like, you need to apply there. And I was like, you're insane. Why would I ever want to be in Texas? I'm a California girl at heart. Came and visited. It was everything that I'd ever wanted and more. And then 
got in never looked back best four years ever i love that oh my gosh okay so do you you visited smu before you applied or no i did yeah so i only toured a few colleges i think i only did three official tours i toured smu usc in southern california and ucla which was the longest college tour of my life it was a full three-hour walking tour and after that i was like we're not gonna go here (laughs) (laughs) that was too much yeah but smu is the prettiest campus ever it's so pretty. so i definitely loved that aspect and yeah. just i for the full four years every day that i would walk to school class i would just be so grateful to be there because it's just incredibly beautiful there if you haven't already been which i know that you have yeah <laughs> it's gorgeous um but i just got the best vibes from the school which sounds so annoying and cliche but i really just felt so peaceful there and mm-hmm. it was the first time when I was looking at schools that I really felt a breath of fresh air like I felt like it was very meant to be and even though it was in Texas and I wasn't expecting to be in the south I applied I got in and I was so excited about it and it was the best decision ever so following my gut there was definitely a good thing to do so did you know anyone going into college like that was going to SMU I knew one person and it was actually kind of a funny way that we met it was my roommate and she's still my best friend we met at a USC summer program my junior year of high school we both did a broadcast journalism program there because I thought I wanted to go to USC that was like my dream school Mm -hmm. I was dead set on USC I was like I'm gonna be a Trojan fight on till I die we're gonna go here Mm -hmm. so I spent the summer in LA that year and we ended up meeting she dm'd me on instagram and she was like hey this is kind of weird but i see that you're following the usc summer program instagram account are you going what program are you in whatever we hit it off we were super close at that camp and then we stayed in touch because her older sister went to smu so she knew that she was applying there but she also wanted usc and we both just kind of had the same application experience with usc and ended up coming to smu and we both decided on it we were like roommates so we were roommates and it was just the sweetest little friendship love story ever and we're still equally as close to this day and she still lives here so i love that were you in a sorority at smu i was a theta okay Okay. how was that i liked the sorority experience i think coming from minnesota where greek life isn't a big thing it kind of seems like more of a club at the Mm -hmm. university of minnesota everyone just kind of does their own thing it's not very cutthroat from what i've heard if anyone from u of m is listening to this and that's wrong i apologize but from my experience that's what i heard was the truth with that so i didn't really have too much going into it too much knowledge going into rushing in a southern school so i definitely took it more seriously than i needed to during the actual rush process it definitely was not that deep upon reflection but it was fine i had the best time i met so many amazing people because something unique about smu rush is it's in the spring so i had the whole first semester to meet as many people as humanly possible that's so before making my final decision and it was the perfect setup and I liked being in a sorority I think it was fun it was a great way to meet a lot of people I definitely feel like I had a really good group of friends in my sorority as well as outside and being out of college now I wouldn't say that being Greek life was like the peak most amazing thing that I reflect on from my college experience but it definitely added to it a lot in a very positive way so I have all good reviews good I feel like SMU yeah it is very different like I couldn't imagine rushing second semester yeah 
But I kind of wish I had. Like, I kind of wish I was that was thinking, how it was. Yeah, because you have more time to get to know people. Well, also, and you're kind of like, when you only have one week to decide what house you want to be in. Right. You don't even really know the houses or the girls that are in them that well. Besides, no. like, what you know maybe from older girls that you went to high school mm-hmm. with. Or like, from social media. I feel like nowadays people or sororities have such a personality on social media. And that's all you can get. But everyone knows that social media isn't real. So how can you actually figure out what house you want based on just what you've seen? Do you feel like all of first semester you had to be on your best behavior because you knew you were going to be rushing in the spring? I think that it was definitely something that I thought about. But also after going through it, I realized that SMU rush was really not as intense as Oh, it's like so chill, I think. Oh, 100%. Anytime anyone's going through rush now and they ask me for advice, I'm like, just take a deep breath. So... I think everyone did a really good job of just normalizing the process and it was really a lot going out as much as we did every week during first semester meeting everyone but I'm a very personable person I love meeting people so for me it was totally fine and I would have been doing that anyways hopefully just trying to meet as many people as possible but if you're not a super outgoing person I can see where that would be really overwhelming yeah but the process seemed pretty chill in my opinion yeah I feel like it's just so different because it's like you get to know the girls for such a long period of time Mm -hmm. before you like actually hang out with them one-on-one yeah yeah what are the things called the the dates or what are they called oh yeah rush dates yes rush Rush dates dates. yeah Yeah. see we didn't have anything like that see now that did more bad to my bank account than anything else going (laughs) out pay for the older girls on a rush date no but they can't pay for you that was the rules you can't pay for pnms or potential new members for those of you watching who don't know anything about them. you can't pay for pnm so i had to pay for myself obviously which was fine but it really did start to get a little bit much after a while when you're going out to dinner five times a week yeah or oh my gosh on- it was five times a week People? that's insane but still that's so much and if you're going to coffee dates or like going to workout classes that was also a big thing that i did my freshman year but i mean if we went to soul cycle that's like 30 bucks a class so oh my god really added up after a while <laughs> oh wait god. that's like intense like five nights a week like okay soul cycle monday with uh theta dinner tuesday with kayo like oh. could you drink if y'all went to dinner were oh, they strict sure. about that no i i was not a big drinker my freshman year drinking in general was not anything that they took very seriously okay. i feel like my freshman year it was just so different because i was completely sloshed because <laughs> i was already in a sorority so i was like okay i've made oh, it sure peace bitches sure. like sure i'm going cr- i'm balls to the walls now like you're kind of tame before initiation and then you get initiated and then at least that's kind of how it was for oh, us oh yeah except kaya was like a horde initiation because like you have later. to wait for all the people that do rush second semester so yeah. oh really yeah that's why it's in january so you guys had two different rush processes no no, no, no. or was it like spring all of kayo so like nationally they all of the girls get initiated i think it's like the same day or the same week i can't exactly remember it was so long ago but it's insane like for the schools that rush second semester like smu does i know baylor does um i can't remember almost used to be later and i feel like now it's yeah they used to be like the middle of the semester Mm -hmm. i forgot about that they would be like going to class and i don't know and a lot of like west coast schools too like yeah I don't even know how it works over there, but, um, so over there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but we had to wait till January for them. So it was just like awful because we could get in trouble for so much stuff. Was anyone ever 
removed from the sorority during that first semester when you're waiting to be initiated i'm trying to think about my pc we just had people who dropped we had like people who would drop i mean like i got in trouble all the time for stuff but like not before initiation actually hilarious to me because my like view of you is just like you're so put together like you have your perfume all set up and everything like that like you seem so perfect and poised and proper so to hear that you had like a crazy freshman year is everything to me oh my god like no i'm like not like i i hope i guess i give off those first impressions because i want to be like a lady but <laughs> a woman um no. it's fun too like yeah, i sure. rolled off a lofted bed gave myself a concussion <gasps> on fiji halloween my freshman year oh we did a lot of stuff i Niche. told the story on my tiktok the other day about when i almost burnt my sorority house down because i left a ton of candles burning in my room fire that's, department came that's incredibly niche um that's a core memory oh i can think of <laughs> how could you so, forget that so many like there's it's i was yeah she was special crazy honestly that's a lot fun. of ways no but like everyone should live their life you know absolutely college is for making mistakes and being stupid my yeah. little brother's yeah. a freshman right now and i'm like you just be crazy you'd be silly yeah <laughs> it's the time to make dumb decisions my dad always says if you're going to be stupid you have to be tough that's his slogan for the year he's stupid he's tough and he's having a great time yes i love that it's like work hard play hard yeah like if you're gonna be stupid oh my you have gosh. To be tough. i'm gonna start saying that absolutely that's my dad's favorite thing to say it's almost annoying at this point <laughs> but it's so true if you're gonna make stupid decisions you just gotta deal with it move forward and have fun with it we love that so looking back at your college experience now what like advice would you give to yourself as a freshman like little alexa what would you tell her I think in general in my life, I've taken everything so seriously. And looking back now, life, everything about life really isn't that serious. And you're going to make mistakes all the time. And there's nothing that you can do that will actually ruin your life. Like there are certain decisions that you can make that in the moment are really not great. But when you're 80 years old in the future, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, I took that a little too seriously. So I think cutting myself some slack and just giving myself grace during situations where maybe I'm really down on myself would have been better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I also think I grew a lot during those experiences. So there isn't a lot that I would change. Actually, there's nothing that I would change about my college experience, but definitely just not taking life so seriously and living in the moment. That's a big thing because it's so stupid and cliche saying that time flies but I swear those were the fastest four years of my so life quick. and they're the four years that I wish would never end. So oh my gosh, wait, <laughs> wait until I hate being that person that's like, oh my God, we'll wait until you're 25 or like whatever. <laughs> like, oh, I hate that. But post-grad years, I feel like go so even quick. faster because it really? all just like meshes together. Yeah. I've actually noticed that now that I work full time, I feel like the weeks have gone by so fast. So no, they fast. fly. I feel like I just started work and it's mid-October now that was weird like when did you start your job august 28th to be very specific oh so yeah you did your whole summer you traveled everywhere i had the best i my job and my situation could not have worked out better it was like divine timing i swear Mm -hmm. the way that it worked out so perfectly it was so nice with the timing and everything because i had my whole summer to go traveling which is what i'd always wanted to do and i was never able to go abroad yeah um, so that was what I had wanted my summer to be dedicated to. If I was able, if I found a job in the spring that I was like, this is perfect. I obviously would have taken that, but since I didn't and I waited, it ended up working out so perfectly. 
So, so were you applying to jobs in the second semester of your senior year or did you wait until summer to like start applying? My job experience is definitely different from people who apply and get into their jobs years in advance because I feel like my boyfriend right now he's a senior in college he pretty much has a job lined up for next year I didn't have that and I also definitely wanted to wait a little bit because I wasn't feeling like I needed to rush into something that wasn't perfect so I found out about LTK a while ago obviously I've been a user for the longest time and then I was started creating for them last fall um and I figured out that their headquarters were in Dallas and I was like how perfect is this not only that but their two the people who started it went to SMU so Mm -hmm. like alma mater woohoo yeah perfect setup um but one of my friends who I knew from home in Minnesota works there currently I reached out to her and I was like I would love to work here give me the lowdown what's the sitch when should I start applying and she was like you're gonna freak out But most jobs for entry-level positions don't open up until the summer. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's a really long time to wait. And if that doesn't work out, then I'm going to go into fall with no job. Oh my gosh, I'm not following the normal line of graduation that everyone seems to follow or everyone seems pressured to follow. Yeah, the like timeline of everything, which is so fake. So annoying. And that's the biggest advice I give people now is like, don't follow the line. Do what works best for you. But I waited until the summer to when the jobs started coming out. And I was kind of looking around here and there, but I knew that I wanted to do PR and marketing or social media for a company that meant something to me. I wanted to be so thoughtful with it because my grandpa always says, I'm really bringing up like the familial quotes here. <laughs> I'm not really sure why I'm diving into that. I love it. I, I feel like I bring up familial. You fa- do. I, familial. Like when was the last time I said that word? Probably never. <laughs> familial. Fam- I'm just, keep talking. <laughs> but my grandpa always says, if you work a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Like it'll just be so much fun for you. And that was something that I really wanted to embody with my actual job. So I was doing some high level browsing for things that I knew that I would want to be doing. And I was kind of sad with the results that I was getting with just like things that were available because it's kind of hard. PR and marketing and social media is a very saturated industry right now. And while I would love to be an influencer full time, that just wasn't on the table at that moment. Um, That's always the goal, though. That would be so much fun. Um, But so I would just I wasn't finding anything and I remember this actual divine timing moment that I had was I was in Montana for my cousin's wedding and it was just the best setup the mountains were beautiful I was feeling so peaceful and I just said out loud to myself because I'm insane and I always talk to myself I was like if there's a job that is meant for me that is actually perfect and what I want it will make itself apparent to me mm-hmm. went to bed good night sleep whatever woke up to a text from said friend at LTK this job just opened up. I think you'd be perfect for it. Apply if you want. <gasps> oh my gosh. So I was like, that is it. That's perfect. So I applied right then and heard back a few days later that I made onto the next round. There are a few more rounds. I felt so good during the whole process. And then I heard back at the beginning of August that I got the job, which was super fun. And then I had the rest of August just to hang out. And then I started at the end of August and it was the best setup ever. So I could not have been happier with that and the way that it all worked out. And that's when it really just felt meant to be because I literally feel like I spoke it into existence. No, you literally did. And I totally believe in that stuff. So I was like, this is perfect. Wait, I love that. And I feel like what's meant to be will find its way. Completely. So the fact that it fell into your lap like that, that's how you know it was meant for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's been the most perfect fit ever. 
Did you work with LTK before applying for your job there? I've been a creator for them for a year now. So do you feel like that like helps you with your job a lot? Absolutely. I think having that experience in social media, being on the other side like as a creator was so helpful. And now being on the business side has become extremely helpful Mm -hmm. for my social media career as well because I kind of know... I can see what everyone's doing, what's working, what's not, specifically with LTK. And I feel like I've done a really good job of implementing my knowledge of both sides. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. So I have two questions for you. Perfect. Number one, your major was broadcast journalism. When did you figure out that you weren't going to be like on the news? That's a great question. I went into college wanting to do broadcast journalism and I immediately declared journalism and fashion media as my two majors at SMU. And then I kind of... The news these days, I feel like is a lot of negative and I, which is unfortunate, but I mean, they're reporting on real things, so it makes sense. But I'm someone who gets a lot of energy from the stuff that I'm working on, people around me. And I felt like if I was surrounded by negativity all the time where I, if they have to do it, it's not their fault. They're not trying to report on the negative. It's just the newsworthy stuff. I felt like it would bring me down. So I kind of got turned off from broadcast journalism just with the world and everything that's happening in it um and I decided that something else would probably suit me better I also love writing more than anything but I don't love writing when I have to be writing like I love writing in my journal and I feel like I'm fairly well spoken but when I have to apply that I'm like oh this is kind of annoying (laughs) yeah so then I ended up adding graphic design and advertising to as minors to my scope of Mm -hmm. work at school and through that I kind of found PR and marketing and I was like "Hmm, this is fun so I did an internship with PR and marketing last summer found out that I loved it and then never really looked back from that yeah I feel like that's such good proof that you don't have to major in the field that you want to work in like I always tell people don't stress that much about it unless maybe you literally want to go to med school or something yeah you don't need to know like just pick something that you kind of like follow your curiosity and it'll work out I feel like SMU does a really good job with that too because it's so easy not easy but it's definitely possible for you to do many majors and minors Mm -hmm. just to really test out the waters my sister for example she is the most incredible dancer that I know and she has a very good scholarship to SMU for the dance program and she's been so successful with that but she doesn't want to be a professional dancer and I think she's always stressed about finding what she's passionate about and finding oh a certain major or a certain minor to add on to what she already has to fit a certain line of work for postgrad and I'm just like slow down and take a second and find what you love to do on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and then find something that fits that you don't have to fit the mold of the major or the minor you find which majors and minors fit you Mm -hmm. and that was a big thing I had to swallow going through college was it's okay to transition it's okay to outgrow certain things and that's what college is for yeah so my second question after the broadcast journalism thing was when did you start sharing your life like on TikTok on social media when did you start doing paid social media work like the whole content creation element like when did that happen for you I love this question (laughs) I started my YouTube channel when I was a junior in high school for the purpose of developing a portfolio of videos of myself speaking to a camera oh to go into broadcast literally you came out of the womb saying like I'm 
I am trying to be on the news. Like, 100%. I'm going to tell you the weather today. My mom was Is a broadcast journalist. <laughs> yeah, that meteorologist. Perfect. Perfect. My mom worked in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. She was the reporter for Capitol Hill. So, oh, wow. For the president. So she worked under the Clinton administration as, like, their reporter. Wait, and slay. So I grew up watching her videos of her reporting from Capitol Hill. And I remember just thinking she was the coolest person ever. I still do. And I wanted to do that. And it's lucky that I still continued loving that. And I fell in love with journalism and with writing and with speaking and all of that. And it all just kind of worked out. So I was like, what better way to show news people that I know what I'm doing than having an entire array of videos of myself speaking to a camera? Hello. That was so perfect. So I started my YouTube channel my junior year. And then from there... I kind of ventured into different social media platforms. I feel like I always had Instagram, but that was mainly just for posting pictures. And I never took that seriously. And I'm just now kind of trying to take that yeah. seriously. It's a lot. But I was also a TikTok hater. That's funny to say out loud. <gasps> so I was, was I. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would. I would hate all my friends that had TikTok downloaded like 2019. Oh I'd be like, I, what are you guys? Doing? I was always like, I'm never getting that app. No, me too. I'd be like, this is weird. Like, literally. I just, it was such the hype during the beginning of quarantine. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who was doing really well on it. And I was so happy for her. But I never thought, oh, I should do that. It just kind of seemed different than what I was wanting to do. Because I was still deep in my YouTube era. And then midway through quarantine, as anyone else did, I got addicted to it. Shocker. And then I started creating content. I really didn't start creating TikTok content until my junior year of college. That's when I started actually taking it seriously, Mm -hmm. which is pretty recent when you think about it. And then from there, I loved how easy it was to make videos compared to YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. YouTube is stressful from an editing standpoint. Like, it's a lot. Like, I don't think a lot of people really understand that don't create content. It's like hours. So... You started your YouTube channel in high school. Was that like nerve wracking at the time? Were you afraid of people making fun of you or judging you for starting a YouTube channel? Because I feel like I always wanted to do something like that in high school, but I was way too scared to put myself out there like that. That's a really good question. And it's actually something that I haven't started thinking about until more recently, which is good because in high school, I feel like I never thought about that. It was something that I did for a career so to me it seemed like less of a risk and more of a time investment for my future and I'm sure that there were people that made fun of me behind my back for doing it but in my head I never thought about that and I also didn't really care which was awesome but no one to my face was ever like that's weird that's so like emotionally mature like in high school to not care about that like I'm like I mean, like, slay. Like, that is amazing. I had the opposite experience. So I did that. And everyone found out. Everyone made fun of me. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I'll be sitting pretty later on. That's so (laughs) mean. Bye. That's awful. But not, like, bad. But they would just, like, tease me about it, kind of. And I was like, okay, well, I love watching vlogs. So everyone likes watching vlogs. They're just not confident enough to do it themselves. I know. Hello. People only make fun of other people like when they're projecting their own insecurities what someone else is going to shame you for is just something they wish that they could do or say or be themselves so So valid so everyone in your high school just wanted to do that themselves and you were the first one to actually make it work so they were going to make fun of you for it because they wish that they had done it themselves exactly exactly well look at you now 
Now you're on a podcast. Now we're on a podcast. Your own podcast, not just any podcast. I love it. Um, oh, wait, I, I have to ask you, though, about your videos. You have the best quality on TikTok. No, like the best. <laughs> oh, I get so many questions about this. What? Like, what is the whole... Can you give me, like, the recipe for what that is? Absolutely, I can. So... I film most of my videos with my back camera. I never use my selfie camera unless I'm doing get ready with me's and you can see the quality difference. Mm -hmm. I also have my camera settings automatically in 4K 60 frames per second. It takes up so much storage in your phone. So you'd be prepared to have to get more storage, but it makes your videos so crisp and wonderful. I also always film videos in front of a window or a light source of some kind Mm -hmm. that's very bright, like a ring light or something. And that just makes it extra crisp. But it's literally just my phone. Do you crisp is such a good word because your videos are so crisp. Thank you. I'm like, I can just touch her. (laughs) (laughs) No, it feels like I'm watching like an IMAX movie. I don't even know what it is. But like, do you have like a tripod you recommend a ring light? Like, do you have... Like, obviously, I'm sure you have an iPhone. Like, obviously. Yes, I have the iPhone 14, okay. I want to say. Um, and I take very good care of my camera. I make sure that it's never dusty because that's my biggest pet peeve. Sorry no grease or dust. There, like, Sorry uh, to call you out, girl. I'm the grease. <laughs> like, I'm you're the, grease. the least greasy person ever. So no, it's literally. like you have... And the funniest thing ever is that you have the cleanest laptop in the world and I have, like, the cruddiest <laughs> laptop in the world. Uh, and I'm the one getting on it's to balanced. you about camera grease. And we were taking balance. a picture and Amanda goes, give me your phone right now. She goes, what the hell is this? <laughs> and she's like, it's covered in grease. That's terrible. so good. No, I, I use my tripod. I really just found on Amazon. Like I looked up tripod mm-hmm. and I just bought the first one that I found. Um, my ring light is the Alex Earl clip on. Okay. Light. I need to order that. It yeah. is. I'm going to need you to text me the link. I actually will. All of the best pictures that I have on my Instagram are with that light. And everyone's like, what is that? What camera is that? I'm like, it's my phone, but it's the light. And I swear it makes the biggest difference. It's so worth the hype. And it clips on. It's so nice. So it just goes in your purse. Yes. It's so skinny and perfect and just like fits right in everything. And I just bring it with me everywhere. She is stunning. And so you edit your videos in CapCut probably, I'm guessing? No. Oh my God. I, I actually recently downloaded CapCut because I like the text options. But for some reason, anytime that I upload from CapCut to TikTok, it'll post and say CapCut underneath it. And that drives me nuts. I don't know what it is. Do they? I have never noticed that. Sometimes, sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But for me, I've been... Okay, this is actually kind of triggering for some people. I will take my thousands of little clips during the day and I will upload them all to TikTok and just edit right on TikTok. That's what I do. Okay, it works. I used to do this. I used to do that until I got like too many clips. Yeah. Like it won't let you do, I think, you more, can't than do more than 35, which yeah. is kind of a random number. And I would, I don't know. I think it was maybe during Vlogmas last year. I was doing a vlog every single day and i was like i literally cannot do this i don't know how you do that i tried doing that on my youtube channel one time oh my gosh did that fail miserably i was like day one of vlogmas and then it was like december 25th and i'm like day two of vlogmas (laughs) so chaotic Um, what are your favorite things to post on tiktok like what are your favorite kind of videos i i'm a day in the life girly Mm -hmm. that's my tried and true i've just recently gotten into get ready with me's and I don't know why I more recently got into them. I love yours. Thank you. 
Thank you. I think it's because I don't really have that many things that I go to very often. I'm very much. Okay, that's my problem. I'm like, I don't, I'm not getting ready for no, anything, guys. I feel like in college, I had so many things to go to. And then I filmed to get ready with me like a month ago. And I was like, this is my first get ready with me in a very long time because I've had nothing going on. So that was a big shift. Day in lives are always my thing. I've realized that the reason that I feel like social media is so much for me is because I decide to film entire days at a time mm-hmm. and then edit it. I'm not a very candid person. I can be, but I don't feel like individual moments in my life are that interesting that often I relate to this so much yes I agree I just feel like I love a curated post and they don't always do as well as the more candid ones like I feel like the videos that blow up on my TikTok are the ones where I'm being silly and I almost don't post them (laughs) no that is me I'm like oh this took me two seconds and then I randomly decided to post it I'm like whatever does amazing I'm like okay the thing I spent three hours on today like 70 people liked it yes Exactly. I'm also very critical about the videos that I post. I'm weirdly obsessed with things always looking super, not my life looking perfect, but the video has to be filmed properly. Yeah. And so a day in the life video, I feel like I've gotten the hang of because that's what I started out doing on TikTok was day in the life at SMU. That was kind of like my personal brand that I set for myself. Um, and I've just kind of transitioned with that into my work life. Okay. But I love your post-grad content. Like I feel I like too. post-grad is going to kind of be your era. Thank you so much. That makes me feel so good. Like, I feel like you were built to be like the, uh, a post-grad Productive creator. Woman. Yes. Product, like productivity, like yeah. clean girl, like, like your mm-hmm. videos inspire me. I'm like, okay, great. She's like pulling out her planner. She's pulling out her work. Oh, I bought your planner. Like, yeah. Best no, I, planner ever. It's we the best it. planner. Best planner ever. I will repurchase that for the rest of my life. Are they overpriced? Sure. Are they everything? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's worth it. I agree. 100%. No, I feel like anyone who was called a grandma at any point in their college career was made for post-grad life. <laughs> in my personal opinion, I was the grandma from freshman year. Like, <laughs> I was always a grandma because I'm not like the biggest going out person. Yeah. If you want to do a dinner or a brunch, I will be there 30 minutes early. So excited for it. If you want to go to the club, you will maybe see me for 30 seconds and then I will gypsy fade and you'll never see me. again. That is literally me. I'm like a dinner with drinks. Perfect. After that, I'm gone. Yes. Gypsy fade is literally my entire personality and I'm not ashamed to say that, but I feel like my grandma lifestyle in college was me just preparing for post-grad life. Mm -hmm. So what is gypsy fade? I've never never heard of this. Is that like (gasps) Irish goodbye? Yes. It's where you literally just like don't say a single thing and you disappear into thin air. Like a gypsy. I've never heard someone say that. Oh my gosh. Is that not like a thing? I've never heard that. I've never heard it, but maybe maybe it is. I like it way more than Irish goodbye. So Irish goodbye seems kind of clunky. Gypsy fade seems kind of like sweet. It seems kind of like she's gone. Okay. This is a gypsy fade. (laughs) My mom always said Irish goodbye, and she'd be like, "Well, it's fine for you to do because you're Irish." So valid. And I was like, okay, perfect. Irish girlies unite. Love yeah, that. <laughs> I was like, okay. no, I'm a my trick in college. I'm really exposing myself right now. My trick in college was I would go to as many things as I could. I would say hi to every single person in the room that I knew. So the next day they'd be too drunk to realize that I actually left after I said hi to them at the start time. Strategic. Yes, exactly. Because I did go out. I was there. I was just there for five minutes. (laughs) I saw all of you. You can all concur that I was there. And then I left and I was home in in bed by 10 p.m. Happy. Woke up the next morning early. Worked out. Good to go. It was such a setup, and I feel like I did a pretty good job with that. I love that. I'm going to need to, like, test out this tactic the next time I go out. It's perfect. It does the best job because you did it. You went out. You did the best part, which was getting ready and having drinks or dinner with the girls. 
you went out said hello and then you left so are you the type of person when you get home from going out we're doing the full skincare routine we're sleeping in like the cute pajamas like it's still like we're doing the routine it depends on my level of tiredness if i have enough energy i will go home i'll do the full routine cute pajamas journal everything if it's actually late and i've made it out past 9 p.m then we're really just taking the makeup off washing the face doing the skincare skincare is a non-negotiable that has to be done yeah but then i'll just crawl into bed that kind of thing. that's how i like skincare is like literally non-negotiable like i can be like crawling on the floor like is so good hitting the toilet maybe a few sure, times sure. at like you guys we're getting I, the skin I, I, better I, yeah whatever skin <laughs> better is getting on the face like the skin better routine is absolutely crucial and i oh, love that routine for you <laughs> It's crucial. It, Your skin it is never incredible. doesn't happen. Oh, well, thank you. So, so yours. good. Oh, thank you so much. And I need the makeup routine. What are your top like five-ish products? Maybe like six or seven. Okay, sure. My routine is <laughs> actually very simple and I haven't changed it since eighth grade. No, you haven't. I swear. There are certain products that I've added in okay. to it to make it different, but I've used the same products for the longest time. One of them being the Maybelline BB cream. That one is my go-to this skin tint Paige Lorenz loves that stuff okay really yes oh my gosh I love that, that. okay well I'm buying it so I want what she has awesome. and what you have <laughs> wait I did not expect you to be like listing off the drugstore products your yeah. face is so expensive realistic looking. thank you no I definitely use some basic stuff okay I in fact we're going to continue with that so with the BB cream because I like that it's very light I cannot feel like I have stuff on my face or else I will not wear it that's just me I also wear sunscreen all the time. Supergoop mm-hmm. or Kosas, two of my faves. Okay. Um, the next is I use a, it's like a a translucent powder, but it's from CVS. It's by Neutrogena. It's the, oh my gosh, of course I'm going to forget the name of it right now, but it's like their shine control. It's the Neutrogena shine control press powder. So nice. Love. Okay. That's what I use. Um, I've had the same Too Faced Chocolate Soleil bronzer. Oh, that's that a good one. one so good also smells delicious which is really fun use that one and then better than sex mascara love those are my faves the only thing that i've changed Wait, or what's added, your blush blush that's what i've added i was such a blush hater because i when i get hot or when i get happier literally any emotion my face will get red it's literally getting red as we speak <laughs> um so i never wore blush but then i realized that my face looked very flat in a lot of pictures and I so added good. in blush thank you added in blush and I feel like that helped a lot so I used the Dior blush oh that's I what that I one. the rosy glow that's I, a good one I that love one. that one I just use the regular I think it's number one shade yeah. pink yeah super simple I think it's a really pretty product I bought it one. for a certain video that I did testing out viral makeup products mm-hmm. and I just kept it because a it was expensive and b I liked it would I repurchase it maybe I'm really not picky with makeup other than my holy grails mm-hmm. so maybe i'll try something new i've heard kosas has a good one but i love the dior one like i've bought so many blushes and i always go back to that one honestly mm-hmm. i love that one too so besides makeup now that you're like in your post-grad work era yes what are like the wardrobe essentials because i feel like you're love always that. having the cutest little like ltk ootd thank you so thank cute. you i feel like i've definitely been trying to rebrand my wardrobe because I'm an Amazon girly and I love that we can buy clothes on Amazon and they can be super cute and look really expensive when Mm -hmm. they're not. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm in my post-grad era, I'm an adult now. I'm learning to invest in actually good quality things, which has been great. So for me, 
good staples are just good pairs of pants, just some nice slacks, neutral colors, black, white, nude, whatever. Maybe like a khaki if you're feeling crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, good chunky sweaters. I'm a chunky sweater person. I love them. I I've also been in my trench coat era. I got a trench coat for Wait, Christmas. I want one. So I just good. got one. So good. There's actually a Ralph Lauren one on sale right now. I can send it to you. That's the one that I love so much. Um, so I love that long jackets in general. So good for yeah. layering. Yeah, They're and then is. I've recently gotten skims, and I hate to say that it's worth the hype, but it is worth the hype. I like skims. Yeah, yeah. So just really basic stuff like that. Oh, and a good blazer. Everyone needs a good blazer. I wear them out. I wear them to work. I do too. It's a classic. And shoes for me, I'm more comfort over anything. Um, so just good sneakers for me is perfect. I think I need to work on my wardrobe. That's what I'm getting from this. I do. <laughs> like, I think I need a blazer. I own one blazer. I and feel I, like you... So I work from home. So I feel like your um, videos and your stuff makes me want to get dressed and, like, be productive <laughs> and get a walking pad. Like, walking your pad walking, pad. walking pad. It changed my life. My steps are through the roof. I'm a walking girl. That's basically the only workout that I like other than Pilates. Mm-hmm. You will never catch me running. And if you do, you should probably stop and ask if I'm okay because I'm probably not. <laughs> so walking is my thing. And walking while I work just kills two birds with one stone. And it's the best investment that I've ever made. So you think it makes you more productive? Than- Absolutely. It also makes the time go by because, like, if I'm staring at the treadmill time, oh my gosh I'm gonna get off so early Mm -hmm. but if I'm walking while I'm working I'm not going fast it's just enough to get some steps in I'll walk for a whole hour and then suddenly my entire workout is done and I'm good to go that's insane like you're getting over 10,000 steps a day well I definitely think we need to like link all your products down below for everyone because I feel like you have the best like skincare makeup yeah thank you walking pad hacks she's just like clean girl aesthetic I need the trench coat that's everything I need it all. I have a very curated list of things that work so well for me. So I love to share. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was like the most fun afternoon I could have possibly imagined. And I'm so honored that this was my first podcast appearance ever. We're so grateful to have you on. Thank this you. was so much fun. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for I know. coming. We're going to have to hang out like once a week. At I know. Now. No, we are. We need to go to dinner and I'm get actually going to be a recurring podcast guest for the next many weeks <laughs> we can you can we do like a wellness deep dive <gasps> next time i, mean, I, I do, love like, that dive yeah. into your routines yeah that would be fun because i feel like i don't talk about it nearly enough but i definitely have routines that work for me yeah and that don't work for me so we could them. definitely do a deep dive i okay, feel like you're the that. expert on that oh my gosh that means the world yeah. thank you so much <laughs> Well, with that being said, it looks like it's time for us to wrap up. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the Spritz O'Clock talk today, please make sure to tell your friends, leave a glowing review, and give us a five-star rating on whatever app you listen to podcasts on. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, or feedback, please feel free to message us on social media. You can find both me and Reeves on Instagram and TikTok, and we will link Alexa's information all down below. So if you want to follow her, you can. And please do not forget to check the description box down below for any relevant information or links pertaining to this episode. With that being said, ta-ta for now. I hope everyone has a fabulous day, and we will see y'all here next Tuesday for a new episode. Bye. Bye.